You're listening to Creeping Wave Radio, a documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here at The Unaffiliated once the mics go off. Katya! Здравствуйте, Наполеон. I'm just calling to check up on you, darling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I miss you so much. You are not in studio today, no? No, no, I'm recording on my phone, actually. We're reporting from the field today. What field? We do. Not with that Cyrus, I hope. He is lunatic. Oh, no, I haven't heard from him since he burst into the studio last week. It's just uh, me, Adam, and Justin. Justin? Yeah, Justin. You know, wild card, bitches. That's it's stupid, really. It's, <laughs> da, just so long as it's not another woman I am having to compete with. I know you have the wandering eyes. No, no, never. Wait, um, crap. A- am I live right now? Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, Kat, I- I'm gonna have to let you go. Dos vidonia, darling. Napoleon here, coming to you live today from the Menagerie of the Miraculous. <laughs> Miraculous? That guy just bit a head off a chicken. That's right, Justin, the Menagerie of the Miraculous, otherwise known as the Freak Show. Incorrect, Adam. Freak is a term reserved for human oddity acts, oh, whereas geez. the hungry gentleman's yeah. assault on yeah. poultry would fall under the classification of a wild man or geek show. The term geek, possibly stemming from the low German geck, uh, referring to one who is feeble-minded or socially inelegant. Yeah, sounds like someone we know. Seriously. Who's that? Lads and ladies, scoundrels and strumpets, and whatever that kid over there is supposed to be. Wait, was he pointing at me? I invite you to a veritable feast for the eyes, right here behind the curtain. Why, within the shrouded keep, you'll find such marvels as a three-headed baby, not in a jar, mind you, but alive and well. A bouncing bundle of joy, with thrice the dimples and three times the cheeks for the pinching. There's no way. There is, and there's more, I assure you. Why, just behind this curtain awaits Adolf Hitler's brain. I told you to stop telling them I am Hitler! That's right, folks. Hitler's brain kept alive in a jar and able to communicate with you through the magic of modern technology. <laughs> Talking brain? Okay, this I have to see. Thank you, sir. Right this way, if you please. But Hitler's body was doused in benzene and burn. It had to be identified by dental records. A Soviet cover-up perpetrated by Joseph Stalin. Don't believe everything you read, kid. Go on in and get the skinny straight from the Fuhrer's mouth. You know what? I think I will. Pleasure doing business with you. Right through the curtain here. I'll just, uh, wait out here. You're smart to stay behind there, son. 
there's a bearded lady in there who's awfully jealous of those whiskers of yours. Why, I've seen her turn dainty little boys like you inside out like a used pair of skivvies. Likewise, if any of the other dames are pregnant or have a heart condition... Screw it. Take my money. I'm in. Mighty brave of you, son. Mighty brave. Right this way, if you dare. I told you, Er Justin, I am not Hitler. But let's say, hypothetically, if you were Hitler... Ja? Would you have, hypothetically, reverse engineered a aircraft using extraterrestrial technology? <laughs> okay, so, funny story. Me and the guys are in Antarctica and... Oh, whoa, whoa. Jeez, Nap. That's where you're going for once. You could have knocked over Hitler. I'm not Hitler. Sorry, Justin. It's just that... Uh, I heard a crash. Yeah, it's nothing, Adam. Nap strikes again. Was anything damaged? I, I'm fine. It's just that... Uh... No, 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 not you, Nap. The equipment. All right. Testing. All right. I think we got lucky this time. Pay attention. Why don't you, Nap? Not one of you noticed her. Who's that, Napoleon? Yeah, between the mule-faced woman and the three-legged can-can girls, you're going to have to be a tad more specific. Right there. On center stage, the Lady Sasquatch. Oh, that is just sugar, the monkey girl. Monkey girl. She's clearly a North American wood ape. That's not just any wood ape. That's the wood ape who saved my life. Oh no, Nap. Please, please don't tell this story again. I beg of you, Nap. Just don't do it. Try to go five minutes without trying to embarrass yourself again on the air. I'll never forget that crisp autumn morning. The fallen leaves, which carpeted the forest floor, had been painted scarlet by the season. Here we go again. Hey, you're the one that keeps inviting him. Holden das Mund, I am trying to listen. In those days, I made my way working as a videographer for home and garden shows. I was on assignment in the Appalachian Mountains, putting together a segment on the home of an eccentric southern billionaire. After paying for the expense of my travel, lodging, and securing a film crew, I realized my supervisor had neglected to allocate enough funds for my sustenance. Sustain what now? Food. A quick trip to the local grocer allowed me to stock up on pudding cups, which would serve as my sole source of nourishment for the journey ahead. Specifically, the strawberry cheesecake ones. Duh, those are good. I kept them in my glove compartment, where I might call upon them at a moment's notice. Unbeknownst to me, the steady diet of cheesecake had caused my blood sugar to rise to dangerous levels. Unbeknownst? How could that possibly be unbeknownst to you? While scouting the location we would be filming the next day, alone, I succumbed to my elevated blood sugar levels and fell into torpor in the woods. My English is maybe not so good. What happened exactly? He passed out from eating nothing but spoiled glove compartment cheesecake cups for a week. It was October, the height of deer season, 
and I could hear the hunter's rifles ring out in a booming choir all around me. Too weak to move, I feared how they might toy with me, should they come upon me in my diminished state. Just then came the rustling of leaves. Hmm. Yes. Thank you, Adam. As I heard the crunch of leaves underfoot, I feared that this would be the end. To my surprise, however, this newcomer simply lifted my head into their lap and began caressing my hair. I could feel a coarse bristling beneath my cheek. And at first, I just thought this visitor wore furry pants. They were really popular that season. I became aware of a feminine musk exuding from my keeper. She was naked. I realized that this was indeed a woman, but not a human one. Are you sure? Them local hippie girls get kind of woolly in those parts. I'm sure, okay? <sighs> she stayed with me all night, never once speaking to me, only offering her gentle, primal comfort. Others of her ilk came to join her. Three smaller ones who I supposed to be her children scampered about and played in the pile of leaves nearby. In the morning, when I woke, I found myself once again alone. You ever think it was one of those Coyote Ugly situations where she didn't want the other Sasquatch to see her with a weirdly unhairy guy? She probably just sobered up. <clears throat> I made my way back to my car, only to find the door hanging open and my remaining pudding cups smashed on the ground below, as if meant as a message. A message? Like what? Did it spell out, learn to make a sandwich, you jackass? <sighs> the thing of it was, the keys were still zipped into my jacket pocket. Thank you, Nap. You've successfully bored our listeners and secured your place in history as the guy who smelled Bigfoot Snatch. Make fun of me all you want, but I know that's her. And I know she's too good to be stuck in a place like this. She's a mother, for Christ's sakes! Oh, don't worry about that. We'll all be getting out of here soon enough. <laughs> what do you mean by that? No, nothing. Just a ton of race. Commissar Katia. Come in, Katia. Da, Alexei. I am here. There has been significant development. You have located the cylinders, yes? Tapping that big stupid ladyboy's phone has been fruitful, yeah? Uh, yet. Not yet. Damn it, Katia. You're wasting my time. On the contrary, Alexei. It seems that one of our former test subjects has survived, well, so to speak. What? Who? Barbarossa. This is your creepy friend Napoleon Doom with a historical harangue for you whether you want it or not. Many conspiracy theories have sprung up about what became of Hitler after the fall of the Third Reich. 
The accepted story is that Hitler and Eva Braun committed suicide in a secret Führerbunker at the close of the war in 1945. With the approach of the Soviet army, Hitler, it is said, took a cyanide pill and shot himself in the head for good measure. Death was preferable to capture and the punishment and humiliation exacted upon criminals of war. He would have been well aware of Benito Mussolini's fate. Execution alone was deemed too kind a fate for El Duce. Therefore, Mussolini's corpse was delivered to Milan, where it was promptly hung from a meat hook and desecrated by the people. Hitler certainly couldn't expect much better. Witnesses attest that the bodies of both Hitler and Braun were wrapped in a blanket and carried outside into a nearby garden, where the plan was to cremate them. Documentation even names Martin Bormann, the head of the Nazi party chancellery, as the man who carried Hitler's corpse. Unfortunately, the garden that was to serve as his crematorium had been rendered inaccessible by the constant barrage of war. Therefore, both Hitler and Braun were set down outside the bunker, covered in benzene, and set ablaze. His personal effects were collected for fear the Soviets might take them as trophies. When news reached the Soviet dictator, Joseph Stalin, the day after, he demanded to see the corpse. He needed to be certain that his adversary was indeed dead. On his order, covert investigations were conducted. Adding to the confusion was the fact that Smirsch, a Soviet counterintelligence agency who were the first to happen upon these bodies, didn't recognize them to be Braun and Hitler. They were given a burial in a nearby bomb crater. After a thorough investigation of the bunker yielded no corpus delecti, the Smirsch operatives realized their mistake and dug up the bodies they had buried before. You can see where the floodgates for conspiracy might begin to give way after hearing a story like this. Indeed, the Smirsch operatives kept the incident a secret from Stalin, uncertain themselves that they had the correct bodies. A subsequent autopsy and dental records relieved Smirsch of their fears by supposedly confirming that these were indeed the bodies of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun. However, these findings were kept from Russia's supposed allies in the West, raising speculation as to why. The answer would come 64 years later from the account of Vasily Kristoforov, the head archivist of Russia's Federal Security Service. In 2009, Kristoforov revealed declassified documents which described how, a month following Hitler's suicide, Smirsch buried the late Führer's corpse again in a forest outside Rattenau. The body was again relocated eight months later in a Soviet garrison in Magdeburg. Supposedly, this was to reunite Hitler's body with that of Eva Braun and the notorious propaganda chief, Josef Goebbels. This wasn't the end of Hitler's travels, however. In 1970, the garrison that has served as Hitler's place of rest was decommissioned and relinquished to the government of East Germany. Yuri Andropov, the head of the KGB, feared that neo-Nazis might turn the site into some kind of macabre memorial. Ergo, he issued the order that the remains were to be burnt on a bonfire outside the town of Schonebeck, 11 kilometers away from Magdeburg, then ground into ashes, collected, and thrown into the Biederitz River. That would have been the end of the story, if not for the human penchant to collect souvenirs. It wasn't until 1993 at the fall of the Soviet Union that the discovery of a partial skull with a bullet hole would be made. The skull 
was purported to be none other than Adolf Hitler's. The fragment had been on display in a Moscow museum, but its journey wasn't over yet. Archaeologist Nick Bellatone of the University of Connecticut flew out to Moscow. It was Benatole's intention to conduct a DNA analysis of the curious fragment and see if it was indeed Hitler. His conclusion was that the infamous skull was not Hitler's, but much more likely that of a middle-aged woman. The bone seemed very thin. Male bone tends to be more robust, Bellatone reported. Perhaps Hitler was just uniquely small-framed. Unlikely, as Bellatone's next bit of evidence reveals. These sutures, where the skull plates come together, seem to correspond with someone under 40. Well, Hitler was the ripe old age of 56 when he met his fate. Perhaps this is Eva Braun. It would have been nearly impossible to recognize who's who from the charred and profoundly decomposed remains recovered. One charred body looks just like another, which raises the question, could this corpse be someone else entirely? Perhaps two German citizens were sacrificed, their bodies burned to throw the Soviets off the trail of Hitler's escape. Or perhaps Joseph Stalin had decided death was too good for Hitler and sought to exact his own brand of revenge. They had been allies once. On August 23, 1939, Stalin and Hitler entered into the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, a non-aggression pact between Germany and Russia, which lasted nearly two years. It wouldn't be until Hitler's Operation Barbarossa that the pact would be broken. Despite receiving daily shipments of Russian goods, Hitler wanted more. He decided to launch an aggressive invasion of Russia, betraying Stalin utterly with the largest invasion history had ever seen. Ironically, he would have profited more from continued supplies from Russia than he ever did through invasion. Perhaps Stalin fooled the world into believing Hitler was dead so he could exact his own brand of retribution upon him. Special thanks to Bill Loeb of Brat Pack Bags, Justin Sias, who provides the voice of Justin, as well as Alexi and Not Hitler's Brain. Adam Loyal provided the voice of Adam and the Carnival Barker. Napoleon's voice was produced by playing a recording of mouth sounds from people eating various organ meats backwards. And let's not pretend you're actually interested in finding out who did the voice of Katya. If you'd like to hear your name or business read on air at the end of each episode of Creeping Wave, consider clicking on the link and becoming a Patreon. Not seeing a link? Just go to patreon.com slash lucidnap. All one word, lucidnap. This is a labor of love for us here at Creeping Wave, Accent on Labor. With your patronage, we hope to create longer, more exciting episodes with better effects and possibly animations. You fine folks make it possible, so thank you for tolerating me. This is Napoleon Doom reminding you to keep it creepy.